everyone. Welcome back to the Servant Leadership Institute podcast. This is Robin Swift along with Carol Malinsky. Hello, hello. And are you guys ready for this? Oh, stop it. We got yeah. the guy here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Glad you're, uh, you're listening on us today. We appreciate it. So we have Art Barter, who I must note is our founder and CEO, because the reason we're here and able to serve you today and do all these great stuff is because of this gentleman right here. So just want to give him that due props, and then that's enough. We won't do all yeah, the okay. quack, 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 or Thanks. whatever that. I'll do it later. Thank you, we'll Robert. Do it later. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, this is exciting because this is our 100th episode of the yeah. podcast program. Hard to believe, isn't it? 100 shows we've done. 100? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't realize that until a couple of weeks ago when you guys said we're getting close. So that's that's uh, a pretty neat accomplishment for the team. And I want to let everybody know there's a whole team behind us that makes this stuff happen. So we don't, we're not able to do this on our own. So if you left this up to me, the technology <laughs> part of this, yeah, we'd probably be on episode number 10. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, a shout out to Brian who does all of our, our, our digital media um, specialist who does the promotion for all of this and helps us get the technology. And then Elisa, Hor- uh, of course, we got to give a shout out to her who gets you here. Right, yep. Gets right. Prepared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, Carol had made a good note about we were just reflecting on how we started this podcast program. Yeah, so what occurred to me this morning was that, um, and I know you'll think I'm trying to butter you up here, buddy, but you have to put I up got that. Sorry. Um, you know, a servant leader and a sign of a servant leader is the way they bring others up. And, you know, we we talked about this idea of doing podcasts. And we didn't specifically have a lot, we didn't have experience in that area. Right, yeah, really. exactly. Yep. But Art, you gave us permission, if I can use that word, your blessing Mm-hmm. to go out and try this out and explore this world of podcasts and being able to communicate to our to our peeps out there yep. about servant leadership issues. And that is the sign of a servant leader, that you take people's, um, you know, where they want to go and you help them get there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to thank you for that. I think I speak for the whole team when I say that. And... Um, you know. you know, tell the rest of the story. When you guys came <laughs> in and said, let's do a podcast, I said, what's a podcast? <laughs> that is true, folks. That's uh-huh. an, I, yeah. I can vouch for that. Well, so you've after, come a long way. After 100, 100 of them, I, know, I now know what a podcast is. So Yes, and yes. that's good. You're, you're maybe, you know, you got it now. And you're, you just came from another podcast. I just got off a podcast with Darren. I'm talking about uh, theology and business, and it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Great. Well, we'll post that on our website, guys, so you know where to find that as well. But for now, we're going to jump into this program. And after we look back on all the subject matter we've discussed over these 100 episodes, we saw that the nine behaviors of a servant leader were really a standout, right, Carol? Mm -hmm. So we're going to drill down on the nine behaviors with you, Art. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna kind of, we're gonna go somewhere that actually we haven't discussed with you before, which is a lot of you know what's behind these nine behaviors. Okay, cool, cool. And so to get us started, how do you, as a servant leader, interact with those nine behaviors? Do you focus on one behavior a day? Do you try and do them all in a day? Give us a little background on that, Art. Well, you know, I think you're gonna use all the behaviors throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Because what what we believe in is that you meet people where they are, and so I'm gonna have interaction with leaders that I trust, and there may be some leaders or people in the organization that I don't trust yet. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna use trust when I'm dealing with that person I want to build trust with. Where the next person I may meet with, um, they're gonna need me to listen to them. Oh, or they're going to need me to reflect on what they're telling me, or 
um, they're open to me adding value to them now because we built that trust and I've listened, I've reflected on what they said. Now they're going to allow me to add value to their life. And you can't jump from I've decided to serve people all the way to now I'm going to add value to it. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Because if you, if you haven't built trust with people, which is our second behavior, you can't do anything behind it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't have trust, people aren't going to listen to you. They're going to shut you off. They're going to think they can't tell you the truth. Um, all kinds of things. And so I think from my perspective, depending on who I'm talking to that day, I may use one or two behaviors. I may use them all, mm-hmm. depending on, on what I'm doing that day. Um, now, if I'm doing paperwork in the office, uh, <laughs> I'm using them all the time because, <laughs> you know, the, the person that needs to behave in all these behaviors is the leader of the group, mm-hmm. the leader of the company. and. We have to continue to challenge and push ourselves to live these behaviors, especially where we are. Because we're transforming as leaders ourselves, just like the people that we serve are transforming. Um, And, you know, you've been around since we we started working together in 97, right? And you've seen all the transformation that's happened. and I had to start with myself first before I could get people to believe in that that was the right thing to do. And so uh, I think I told a group that we were at a workshop, doing a workshop for a week or so ago. I said, you know, at times I really don't like this servant leadership cycle that we're in. <laughs> and everybody kind of, kind of looked at me kind of funny. I thought you loved it. I said, you know, I know when I start going down the behaviors and thinking about a problem, it's going to come back to me. Mm. It always ends up with me as the leader that's saying, what did I do to create this situation? And there's most of the time I'm ready to hear that. Sometimes I'm not. Yeah, and depends so, on the day. Depends on the day, right, yeah. exactly. So did I, that answer your question, Carol? It did, it did. Yeah. And you know, would you do us a, 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 if you would be so kind as to go through, I know you have a special methodology that you use. Right. On a daily basis. I do. To sort of prep yourself for what the day might hold. Can you step through that for us? Sure, sure. Um, I relate this to my actual routine that I go through uh, every day. So the first one is I have to decide to serve. So Lori, my wife, um, my best friend, she loves to have coffee ready for in the morning. I don't know why. She makes her real happy. It doesn't matter why. It's just I want her to be happy. I want to have a cup of coffee in her hand when she gets up in the morning. So making that pot of coffee before anybody else is up and before I take care of myself, before I take care of any cats, um, I make a pot of coffee, and that's for her. So that coffee reminds me to serve first. Then I get through my morning routine. I, I jump in the car. I'm going to go to work and I drive past the bus stop. And um, most of the time I either see kids gathering or the bus is actually there. When I see a school bus, it reminds me to build trust because some of the work we've done with some school districts is helping build trust amongst parents and children, teachers, administrators, um, because the trust that's coming out of our younger generations today isn't where it needs to be. So. That school bus reminds me of trust. Mm. Then I have to get on the freeway. And in California, you get on some of the freeways, people are going 85 miles an hour. Yeah. And so I have to merge into, and you know, I have to live my values uh, getting on the freeway. I can't honk at people, I can't use sign language, I can't (laughs) use my mouth. I have to live my values. So, you know, turn on your blinker, let people you're coming in, don't swear at people or give them sign language or whatever your thing is. Um, so I say live, live your values. Um, people are going 85 miles an hour and you know, if you don't live your values, you're going to end up in an accident. So just, you know, let it go and, and live who you are and don't worry about the other person in the car. So once I'm on the freeway, I have some employees and leaders back East. I'll normally get on the cell phone and talk to them, and anybody who's talked on 
a speakerphone in a car, which is what we have to do here in California because it's against the law to hold your cell phone to your ear. You really have to listen to people to really understand them. So that reminds me to listen to people. When I get off the phone, I've got some time between, you know, when I get off the phone and the time I get to work. That's the time that reminds me to um, do reflection. Or as I say, think about your thinking. Or behavior says think about your thinking. And that's reflection time. So I've got some quiet time in the car and I focus on that. And then when I drive in the driveway, get out of my car and drive and walk up to the door, um, that door that walks into our, our company reminds me to add value to people. So the door reminds me to add value. I go upstairs, I talk to my assistant, Lisa, and she says, you know, you've needed to do this courageous conversation with this individual. You've had it on your calendar now three or four times. You need to have this conversation today with them. And I'll go, no, no, no. And she'll go, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, she's had a courageous conversation with me telling me it's time that you guys, you, you got to have this conversation. So stop avoiding it and go have the conversation. And we have a whole workshop we do on courageous conversations. And there's a positive way to do that to where it positively impacts people. So uh, we're not going to get into that, but you have to be able to have these courageous conversations in a positive way, not just in a negative way. Robin, you're not doing what I told you to do. Do what I tell you to do or get out. Right? <laughs> I'm not going to impact you. I'm not going to inspire you. And you're going to go, I don't want to work for this guy. Um, so you got to have create, uh, be courageous in what you do. Now, if you're starting to implement servant leadership, you have to be courageous in your own transformation because people are going to say it's not going to work. People are going to say, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in what you're doing. You can't be a good leader. You've got to have the courage to stand up and be the person you believe you should be. And that's difficult to do in today's environment. Uh, so you've got to have that courage in yourself to continue down this path. Um, now, once you've done all that stuff, and you've served first, build trust, listen to understand, think about your thinking, think about what you've heard, add value to others, have the courage to do what's right. Now you've gone through all those steps, now you're ready to add value to people. And what I like to talk about is you can't add value to people that don't trust you. You can't do it. Good point. So you've got to build that on that, that decision to serve. You have to take these steps and they have to believe that you have the right heart that you really want to help them. Or they're going to say, this is just another leader who wants me to do what they want, want me to do. And I'm not going to get inspired. I'm not going to be equipped. I'm just going to be told what to do. And when that happens, guess what happens? People wait to be told what to do. And you go through that cycle of servant leadership behaviors. And where's it, Paul? Back to the person in the mirror, me. <laughs> um, so, and then once you've done all that stuff and you started to add value to people, now... You've got to remember to live your transformation. It's easy to live that transformation in good times. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to live that transformation in difficult times. So yeah. it's easy to do it when things are going great. Mm -hmm. But when things don't go great, are you going to run? Or are you going to stick to what you believe is right? And face all the music that everybody's going to say, I told you it didn't work. Well, exactly. everybody goes through cycles. Everything's up and down. And... Every business goes through that. So you're going to have tough times and you're going to have good times. Yeah. What's interesting, Art, remember, Carol, when Art came up with his mechanism for remembering the behaviors in some of the keynotes you were doing around the country. Yeah. And you started with, you know, I make a pot of coffee for Lori. So in the beginning, we were all making a pot of coffee for Everybody, Lori. Everybody, yeah. You want to serve first? <laughs> Go make Lori a pot of coffee. Yeah. But you, so you got to think of your own things you're supposed to do but right. but in the beginning we were just oh, I make a pot of coffee I'll, I'll tell you funny you know when I when I'm away um and not at home and Lori has to make her own coffee you know uh -oh. she misses it oh of course and so when I get back she says oh good I don't have to make my own coffee anymore <laughs> yeah well that that's a that's super helpful um for our listeners art to to have a way to remember these so thanks for sharing that and walking through how you do that I think that's yeah. super important I would encourage everybody to Think about what you do and think about your routine and pick things through it that remind you of each behavior. And for me, I go through that routine every day. And so 
now when someone asks me to talk about it, I can talk easy. about it and, and share it, share some stories, because that's what I'm doing every day. Yeah, yeah. that's so great. Now, our, often we get asked, how do you track your progress on each behavior? How do you, what are the signs that you're growing? Well, um, let's talk, talk about it from a leadership perspective. Uh, from a leadership perspective, some of the things that I look for uh, in, in how I'm doing as a servant leader is when I have meetings with the leadership team or a group of leaders, my senior staff. And if that team is sitting quiet and they're doodling on their little pad and they're not engaged in the conversation, um, and I'm getting frustrated because people aren't speaking up, um, that's when I go, I need to get out of here and let this team talk. And for whatever reason, that team isn't ready to tell, have a discussion about what's going on. Usually we're talking about a problem, but what's going on? Um, it's best for me to step out of the room. And that usually tells me that I've got some people I've got to work relationships with because they don't trust me right now being in the room and talking about things that are wrong. Because sometimes what they need to talk about is, guess what? Things that I'm doing mm -hmm. and not living up mm -hmm. to my values. And that's very difficult for people to do with an individual that has those three magic letters, CEO. <laughs> um, it scares the life out of people. Um, and then, you know, I look at what people say and when they say it. And when people were sh will share with me the impact that servant leadership has had, or a little bit more specific, maybe it's something I said or did, or I send them a little note of thanks, or, um, you know, I did something that they thought was out of the ordinary for a CEO. Um, those little things make a difference in people people's lives and then they start to open up and talk and little baby steps like that is is what happens and then i look for people's stories and the stories that we've heard about the transformation in individual lives in how it's impact their families their relationships when i hear those stories i start to think you know what we're doing the right thing because that's where the rubber meets the road is, is it creating change for the people in their lives, mm. not just their work life, right? Mm. And then I look at performance. Is a group performing well? Are they doing things over and above what I thought they could do? And that's when I say, you know what, things are really working. Or if I have a group of people who aren't performing and they're not living up to their potential and their capability, um, then I've got to sit back and go, okay, what, what do I need to do different with that group to get them to the level where they can perform where I think they can perform? Yeah, so. And then the people you love the most, mm -hmm. the people that are closest to you all the time, listen to them because a lot of times they'll give you feedback you don't want to hear. And <laughs> especially, you know, I'm talking to men now. and. You know, you need to listen and not fix things. And a lot of times we just need to listen and not try and fix everything that's put in front of us. And um, so you can tell a lot by how people react to what you're doing or saying. And that's that's what I, I look for and watch for is that's other great. people's behavior. Yeah. yeah. And are, are, are you open with other people as far as um, letting them know that you're working on a certain behavior? Or do you just sort of, you know, work on it to yourself, sort of, and keep that to yourself? Well, let's talk about listen to understand. Yeah. Right? We, we teach people to ask two questions. When you're really in that listening mode is tell me more or help me understand. Or help me understand and tell me more. Um, those two questions, when I get in the listening mode mm -hmm. and I ask those two questions with my senior team, they know I'm working on the listen to understand mm. behavior <laughs> because I'm asking the questions. Yeah. Tell me some more. Carol, tell me some more. Uh, help me understand what you're telling me. And just keep asking those questions until you feel like you have a good understanding of what that person is going through. And if you can feel the empathy, feel what they're feeling, that's even better. But yeah. now you're in the F word, the feeling word, and 
that's really scary well, in leadership, yeah. right? And yeah, all, and we're all in different places when it comes to that. We are, so, so yeah. For some of us, it's so natural to go to the feeling place. It is. And it's not necessarily a male or female thing. No. Mm. Um, and others of us have a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. Hugging is, is my favorite thing to talk about. There are people out there who just aren't huggers. Yeah. And there are people out there that will hug anything. <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and if you're serving that life appropriately and you know they're not a hugger, why are you hugging them? Because yeah. you're not going to yeah. meet that life where they are by yeah. forcing what you believe is the right behavior. So, um, yeah, the feelings are a lot different with, with everybody. Yeah, because it's just it's not easy to share. And aren't there's people that are just, you know, want to be masters of everything or what they're in control of? Do you master these behaviors? Do you ever feel like, okay, I've got this, I'm done? No. (laughs) I I don't believe you're ever done in servant leadership. I think you continue to mature and become a better person. But people need to understand we're not perfect. We're human beings. And so we're going to make mistakes. And we need to understand that people aren't perfect. And when they make the mistakes, we need to extend some grace to them. Forgiveness. Um, And I think that's a great way to add value to a person's life is when they make a mistake, give them some grace and forgiveness. And instead of going, you know, hey, you make that mistake again and you're fired. Um, So do it, do it in a way that adds value to that life and you'll, you'll see things come out a, a lot better when that happens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Art, have you, have you yourself or have you seen other people use the behaviors in, in a, a unique way? In a unique way. I think, I think everybody uses them in a unique way because everybody's different, uh. all right? Um, and I think that no one will mimic what I do in each behavior. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing applies to you and to Robin, because each behavior means something different. Means something different to us, because we all have experiences with each one, and some of those experiences are positive, and some of them are negative. And guess which ones we're going to hang on the most is the negative ones. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's different for each person, and. Um, like I just said a minute ago, I don't think you ever arrive as a servant leader because you're always striving to be better. And you're going to go through ups and downs on the behaviors just like you do with results in your business and results in your, in your personal life. Uh, some days it's going to be very easy to serve. And other days, man, it's a struggle. Yeah. You know, when times are tough, you go, darn, last thing I feel like doing today is serving people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't right. feel like it. Right? Yeah. Um, or I don't feel like listening. Uh, Carol's been through this. How many years do I have to put up with the same excuse on why we can't get things done? Now, there were times where I was pretty patient with that, and other times I just, I'd had enough. I heard the same excuse for three years. I don't need to put up with that anymore. Now, if I do it in a negative way, guess what I get? <laughs> I get a negative response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's different for everybody. You yeah. use them in your coaching Though, I, think, I, right? I do with my yeah. with my direct reports um, you know we have annual reviews but we I have one-on-ones with with all my direct reports every week and what I do once a year uh, as part of the review is I take the nine behaviors and I rank them from one to ten on where I see they're at ah. not how they performed over the last year but in that point in time where I think they are and what I ask them to do is well, first I tell them, number one, I do this to give you a data point of one person mm-hmm. perspective, and that's mine. I don't use it in their review, so I don't let it impact anything that we may do to reward them. I just give them as a data point, and then I ask them to pick two things to work on for the next year. Pick a couple things you want to improve. But take that input, go talk to the people closest to you, the people that report to you, uh, the people you work with, and get some more data points because mine may be skewed. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just a data point. And take all those data points and go, okay, these are the two things that I hear the most. Those are the two things I need to work on for the, for the year. Now, that's a positive impact on people because they're not getting hammered because they didn't do something. 
right? Um, right. And so, which, which at times that's what reviews are because if you're not doing your job with one-on-ones every month, guess what? You're going to surprise people. You're going to tell them after 12 months you're not doing a good job. Well, that's dumb Yeah. Um, <laughs> from a servant leadership perspective. And so, um, yeah, I give people that data point. Um, when I need to mentor someone, I may pull out a behavior and say, hey, this is what I saw and this is what we do. Uh, in the company, and I need you to work on on this behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it gets to the point where we need to have a a courageous conversation about what's going on in in someone's life, you know. And I just want to point out for our listeners, Art's really articulating here how to implement, how to do servant leadership, mm-hmm. and that's what I've loved about working for the Institute Art and being with the team is that we're we're really practical about this. I mean. There's lots of great things you can read about it in the theory, but we're really about, this is how you begin growing and developing as a servant leader. You do, and you know, you can, I believe that education and experience are what you need to really be influential in your life. You just can't have education, you just can't have experience. And you can influence people, but I think you're gonna influence people within that education sphere or that experience fear, but if you combine those, guess what? I think it can be very powerful as an influencer uh, in the world. And, you know, it takes both. And what people don't understand when they're learning about servant leadership is they don't understand how their own mind's gonna work and, and what roadblocks they're gonna have in their own life because of past experiences that are either positive or negative, mostly, mostly negative. But I think what people need to understand is when you're asking people to transform their behavior, this is not something people like to do. They don't like change. Now, why don't they like change? Most of it has to do with the space between up here in their head (laughs) because they hold on to those bad experiences through their entire life. And I try to get leaders to understand that if you get a negative reaction from someone that you're trying to add value to, 90% 90% of the time, it doesn't have anything to do with you and what you said. You may have said it in a certain way. You may have used three or four words in the same thing. That that person went back 10, 15 years and pulled out a file and said, last time this happened to me was 15 years ago, and I got fired. So I'm going to assume, since Art did the same thing, I'm pulling out a file and go, I'm expecting to be fired. And you need to understand, that's going to keep people from changing those experiences. And I don't think leaders appreciate the challenge they have in helping people change their mindset and then change their heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the Green Book is one of my new favorite movies. I, I <laughs> watch that about movie. three or four times a month. And one of the lines in there that I love uh, the most is that it takes courage to change a person's heart. Mm. It takes courage to change someone else's heart. And it takes courage to change your heart. And, and able to do that, you have to put up with all their experiences and understand how they impact the person's ability to change. Now, and I'm not talking about you gotta become a psychologist, you don't have to, there are times when you need to pass that life off to someone else who's specialized to help them get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a gentleman that you guys know that I work with every week and I know that the people around me are better off because I go see this, this individual once a week. And he knows what he's doing when it comes to, to files. I'm not seeing a psychiatrist. I'm not, do, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm going to a gentleman who knows how to help me deal with the files and change those files so I can impact lives in a better way because that's my desire. Um, and so he's helped me through a lot of things and there's times where he's trying to help me and I'm going, I'm not ready to talk about that, Tim, so just right. be quiet. Uh, I'm not ready to talk about that. Um, maybe in another month you can bring it up. But um, but you really found somebody that helps you specifically and that's what's important, fine. right? Whatever it is that works for. Could be a mentor, could be a coach, mm-hmm. could be someone you trust, but you gotta find somebody that you can share that with them and say, man, I'm having a challenge. You know, I, 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 the other thing I do is I have a group of CEOs that I go spend a day with once a month. And 
if you've ever been in a group of, of CEOs, if your CEO is listening, you know you're going to hear some stories in that CEO group that nobody outside that room is going to hear. Right. Mm -hmm. Because the trust. challenges of, of running a company at that level is very difficult. And, you know, those people in the room understand what you're going through, and they're the best people to help you through that. Mm -hmm. Because they'll share, this is what I did when this happened, this is what I did. And you get a bunch of data points that now you can take it away and go, what do I need to do here and get better? So Yeah, that's great. What do you think, Art, as you look back on, as you mentioned, you and Carol have been at this so long, since 97, what is the biggest benefit of practicing these servant leadership behaviors to you? Well, you know, in today's business world, um, at the speed of information that goes um, and made available to people, you know, we all have computers on our desk. We all have mobile phones. Uh, some of us have multiple phones. Some of us have an iPad plus a laptop plus a desktop. <laughs> Everywhere you go, you, you run into a computer. Um, computer in your refrigerator, you know, in your car. Um, and I think the speed that's required to change today is so great that you really need to have people that trust you and that you trust yourselves in order to make that change as fast as possible. Now, I remember when I started first started working with, with Carol, I came to work as a VP of Finance and you were doing the master scheduling for production, right? Yes, sir. And, you know, we didn't have a lot of backlog back then. And we had some quarterly goals we had to meet, but we didn't have the backlog to do it. So we had to do a lot of upfront guessing and planning on what was coming in. And there was a time where I would come into Carol's office sometimes three, four, five, six, seven times a week and tell her the plans changed. I got I have new information from the sales team. I got to change the plan. Um, I never got thrown out of her office. <laughs> Now, back then, we didn't have a great system to affect that change in, in the way that we have it today. So back then, it was more painful. Yes. Because we didn't have all the great tools we have today. Right. Today, I can make that change almost an instant. And within a day, I can have that flow through the entire organization. Um, but in order to do that, people have to understand, if you're changing the plan, I trust Art that he knows why the the plan needs to change. I'm not doing that just to make people's lives miserable. I'm doing that because that's the best way for us to serve our customers. Um, so, you know, I hope I, I hope I answer that, that question because you really have to help people through all the challenges in life. You have to change. You have to be open to change in today's environment. And the best way I know how to do that is through these behaviors because people will trust you and know that your motives are pure. And when they don't trust you and don't think your motives are pure, they're not going to perform for you. Yeah. They're going to wait to be told what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when change just won't happen. So what I'm hearing you say, Art, is that really, as I think about this and try and, and put a structure to it in my brain, that the behaviors are like a framework that you can always go back to. They're sort of the rules of engagement, right? They are, right. That that you've decided um, will be the rules of engagement in your companies. Right, right. And you can do it in your personal life, too. Right. And it's so helpful to have that. Yeah. Now, one of the things I love to do, and you guys know this, is the generations that are in the workplace are very challenging. And for you guys listening, I'm 65, so... I interface with all different age people in what we do, and I love to ask people who have tattoos on their arms or their neck or you know wherever they might have it, um, I like to ask them who their artist is. And you know, most of the time, I, I saw this at Starbucks, two arms come out and they got tattoos everywhere. And I go up and I get my drink and I, I ask the person, I said, who's your artist? And most of the time they'll go, well, this one came from this one, this one came from here, this one came from here. And they'll tell me all about the artists that, that did the work on their, on their skin. And at the end, I say, which one is your favorite? And they'll tell me, I say, why? And you know, that conversation will take maybe a minute, two minutes. And I had a life um, at Starbucks 
she came back to me and gave me my drink and and she was almost in tears and she looked at me and she said thank you and you know i knew at that point i added value to that life because i was interested in what they did i didn't judge them for it i asked them why it was so important to them and just for that one minute or two minutes i added value to that life um now, I haven't told you this story. I'm going to tell you a brand new story. I, I did this at, at, All right, the, here we go. at Better Buzz down in San Diego. <laughs> Anybody listening to San Diego, Better Buzz has a great home store down uh, near Point Loma. And uh, she had a couple tattoos on her arm, and then she had the nose ring. I haven't figured out what to ask people with a nose ring yet, so I'm still working on that. But I asked her who her artist was, and she looked at me, and she says, well, what do you mean? Oh, oh you mean my tattoos? I said, yeah. He said, well, I found this guy on Facebook. He does really nice work. Would you like his number? And, you know, I've never had anybody ask me if I wanted the number of the artist I was asking about. So I went, um, uh, no, that's okay. I just was interested in the artwork. So um, I'm, I'm, well, I'm getting to the point where they're comfortable enough to yeah, share. No you want the number for the for the guy who did yeah. my, you know, I said, I'm, I'm good. That is so good. <laughs> it's also fun with you telling the story, like I said, all around the country where you speak. And people will come up to me, tell Art that I'm asking people now, you know, who's their artist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so excited to have something they can say to relate. It's just relating, right, it's with relating. another person. And, and when people know that you have a... Um, you know, you ask about it because you want to know, not because you want to go, well, I don't understand that. I yeah, think that's yeah, stupid. It comes not, from a non-judgmental right. place. Yeah, exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, when you show interest in a life, regardless of what it is, you're going to have an impact on that life. Now, they're probably going to remember me. I usually have my sailing cap on, and I'm on my way down to the harbor, and um, have my saving clothes on, and they probably go, you know, this goofy-looking guy in this car asked me about my tattoos. I, and you know what? I want that conversation to take place. Sure. I don't care what they call me. <laughs> they can call me goofy, old man, whatever they want to. But if they're talking about how a person from a different generation impacted their life, that's what I want, and I want it to happen without me around. Mm-hmm. That's really influencing people when you're not around. Yeah. So I'm planting a seed, really. I'm planting yeah. a seed in right. our mind. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. Well, here's your opportunity. What would you like to tell other people about the behaviors? You know, we're, we're asked all the time, you know, the, give me a behavior card because my boss needs it. <laughs> that's classic or I know I know the person yeah. who needs us or yeah. you know I've the person that really needs that isn't here right uh huh um or I wish I had a couple people from my work that were here because they really need to hear this um you know don't take a well you could take a behavior card write a nice note on it and and maybe that will plant a seed my guess is it won't um and so start with yourself let people see that you're willing to change first. And especially for someone in my position at the at the CEO level, if I'm not willing to change, how can I ask my people to change? I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter where you are in the organization. It really doesn't matter where you are. You can live these behaviors anywhere in the organization, under any title, in any condition. And what I try and get people to to understand is you don't need to ask permission from anyone to treat people with dignity and respect. And that's really what the behavior is all about, dignity and respect. And the only person you need need approval from is the person that's in the mirror in the morning. That's the person that needs to give you permission. But outside of that, you don't need permission from your boss to serve first, build trust, listen to understand, think about your thinking. There isn't one behavior, add value to people, um, increase, there isn't anything there that you need permission to go do. That's the good news and the bad news. And the bad news, right. And that's why sometimes I don't like this circle of servant leadership. <laughs> it always comes back to me. Right, um, right. That's such so. a great point, Art. I mean, I think it really makes people feel better because they get frustrated, like, well, what can I do? Our company's not servant-led. It's not the culture. I'm frustrated. I can't do anything. And 
you've given everybody like, well, right here, there's something you can do, and it will make a difference. Right, mm -hmm. right. And, and know, too, that you're planting a seed. And I try to get people to understand. I, I, uh, do I have time for another story? I'll tell, I'll tell one more story. Um, I worked for a man um, in a division early in my career. His name was Jim Romine. And he was uh, engineering background. And we, I worked for a small manufacturing company who was a division of a public company. And we were located in Carlsbad. And we built motors. And not complete motors, we built parts of motors that went into other things. And he would come back at night after having dinner with his family and, and go fix problems on the floor. That's what he'd love to tinker with stuff. Um, and you know, I liked Jim. I worked for him, I enjoyed working for him. Um, but you know, he was a lot older than I was. And so I had more wisdom than he had, right? <laughs> and last year he passed away. And I hadn't spoken to Jim for probably eight years, maybe seven, eight years. And I listened to people talk about Jim at the memorial service. I looked at what they put in the program, what he wanted to put in the program. And I listened to person after person after person tell the audience how he cared so much about other people. And I left that service, I went, man, this Jim was a servant leader. Now I worked for him in my mid to late 20s. I didn't see that in Jim. It took me all these years to see that the guy I was working for was a servant leader. And I heard it as a memorial service. I wrote an article about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wasn't ready for servant leadership back in that time frame because I just got out of school. I'd worked for a manufacturing company, moved down to San Diego. And I wasn't ready to hear about another way of leadership than I learned in school. And I look back and go, in every company I've worked, there have been servant leaders. And I wasn't ready that now they planted some seeds on what I do and how I do it uh, but those seeds didn't grow until you know Ken got a hold of me in 2003 and some other things happened in my life I went I'm, I'm tired of this stuff I got to change um, so you may not be ready for servant leadership your people may not be ready for servant leadership plant the seed anyway mm. treat them like you love them treat them add value to them because someday you will see that seed grow. Now, the podcast I just got off of, that question came up. And it's, how do you do that with people that you're asking to leave the company? And my response was, you planted the seed. Now you're going to end the relationship. Our responsibility as servant leaders, they don't end with that. But you have a choice to make when you ask that life to leave your company. You can water that seed and help it grow once it leaves the company, or you can stomp it out with your foot and treat them like, mm -hmm. with a lot of disrespect, mm -hmm. and take, put them in a box and throw them in the trash can out back. You make that decision. So you have an opportunity to water that seed at that point in time. And when you water it, it's gonna grow somewhere down the road outside of your influence. And when that happens, somebody's gonna give you a call one day or send you an email and say thank you you really made a difference in my life and I didn't realize it until just now. So don't stomp that seed out because you never know when it's gonna grow in that life. Because they, they, like me, I wasn't ready for it in my late 20s, early 30s. It took me until I was in my mid 40s to really appreciate what servant leadership was all about. Yeah, that's a, a wonderful story to share, Art. And thank you for that because you're really underlining that important point about don't be attached to the results right away and, and do it so you can see something happen right away. Just do it, keep doing it, keep nourishing. You may, I mean, I you haven't begun to see what the lives you have impacted around the world really, but that that's not so important. You catch some things here and there, but you just keep putting it out there, right? Just keep putting it out there. And you know, you're really good at this, Rob, and every now and then you'll give me an email. And a lot of people don't, know how sometimes an email impacts me or um, what was it a couple months ago um, I was having a tough day and I opened up my LinkedIn 
And there was That's a gentleman right. there. I didn't even know who he was. And he says, Art, he says, I've been following you. He says, you're doing great work. Keep doing that work. Don't give up. Now, that came from the blue. And the impact it had on me, I went, wow, I need to keep doing this stuff. I need to keep going. And so those little stories that get fed back, I always thank people when they come up to me after a talk and, and say, you know what, you've really changed my life and, and here's how you've changed it. I thank them for the stories because that's really the wind that's underneath my wings that keeps me going is those stories of impact of people's lives. I know it is. And, and people forget sometimes that that CEO, those three words, you know, they need encouragement and nourishment as well. And, you know, they're there to give a lot, but they also need that back. So um, don't ever be afraid to, to give that to your, your boss, your CEO, whatever you the title you have there. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I met with my senior team early on and they were asking me, what do you, what do you want out of this art? And we were going through a tough time. Uh, this is probably 2008 or nine. And um, I said, you know what I want from my direct reports, my senior team? I would really like to receive the same amount of grace that I extend to you. And you know, some people in that room didn't get that. But one of the individuals, it, it sunk in. Now it took a little bit. But that individual came back to me and said, Art, you know, I never thought of it that way. You're right. I've been judging you on everything you've done wrong. <laughs> and she says, I need to extend grace to you, not judge you. And she said, I've made all kinds of mistakes and you've always shown me grace and forgiveness. I need to do the same thing for you. So yeah, your leaders in your company, they're gonna make mistakes. They're gonna need to be forgiven. And at times they're gonna need to know that you've forgiven them. And that's how you extend the grace skull. I know you're a human being and you're not gonna be perfect. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. okay. Exactly. Yeah. We wanna let everybody know that um, in celebration of our 100th episode, mm -hmm. um, we are going to give you um, a PDF of the nine servant leadership behaviors. So all you need to do is send us an email at info at servantleadershipinstitute.com and we will send you that PDF. So you can print it out, tack it up in front of your office or wherever you are and um, as a great reminder. And Art, just in closing, um, is there anything you wanna share just as you look at the future for Servant Leadership Institute or, or Servant Leadership in general in the world? Just what's on your heart these days? Yeah, you know, in, in today's environment, we've we've lost the ability to agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. And I think it's time that we get back to serving the lives around us than serving the ideology around us. And, you know, I want people to think about that. Um, you may have people around you that you don't agree in their beliefs, you don't agree on what they're doing, they don't, you don't agree on, on how they're living their life, I don't care because we're not here to judge people, we're here to serve people. And when you can serve those lives the same way across every aspect of life we have in this world today, I will guarantee you your life will change and the lives of other people, people will change. But we are so far away from that today that, you know, just start, start serving a life and don't ask what they believe in first. Just, hey, if they need something, give it to them. It doesn't matter how they dress. It doesn't matter what they look. It doesn't matter what they believe. It's a life that needs to be served. And when they're asking for someone to serve it, step up and do it. And don't ask all these questions that go, well, you don't believe what I believe, so you're not worth saving. Oh, people start calling people names and you know, you're not worth saving. You're it just turns my stomach because we're on this earth to help each other and right now there isn't a lot of that going on and we need to change that so it starts with you you're listening to this you got through the whole um, <laughs> hour or so our hundredth uh, podcast uh, go out and do something for somebody and when you do it for somebody you don't know um, and you can get to the point where you treat that life the same regardless that's really what servant leadership is all about, is treating every life the same, regardless of whether you agree or disagree with that life. Uh, you gotta serve it, yeah. 
I think that's the future of servant leadership. I, I think it's starting to, um, a lot of people are talking about servant leadership, so it's getting a, a lot of attention. I think the important thing is we have to do it with the right motives, with a lot of caring, a lot of love, and a lot of trust. Because if we do it the wrong way, it's going to turn everybody off. We have to do it with the right motives. And if we do it for, with the wrong motives, guess what? Ten years from now, it's not going to be uh, advanced. We need to advance this in our world today more than ever. So um, everybody that's listening, stick with it. Uh, don't let people around you influence you in a negative way because if you know it's right in your heart, then you know it's the right thing to do. Go do it. Yep. Carol, any final thoughts that you want to share as well as we close out here? Well, I, to just add to what Art said, really it comes down to, um, we talked about this the other day, this idea of adding value and going into any situation, um, asking yourself the question, how can I add value today? Not how can I win. Right. Not how can I get, you know, what 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 I want to achieve as the end game, but rather... How do I add value? And if we start thinking that way, then this vision that you cast will come true. Right, right. Don't judge people until you know their heart. And once you know their heart, you're going to find out that that's a life and a person. And you're going to go, wow, this is pretty cool. (laughs) This is pretty cool. We can agree to disagree and, and still be friends. And that's really what it's all about is... How do, we, how do we live together with all these different things going on in the world and treat each other with the dignity and respect we talked about? Yeah. Yep, the time has it's come. Time. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, let's let's do, do this. Let's do it. And meanwhile, we just want to thank all of you for, for listening to this podcast program. It, it grew very organically. We haven't spent any money doing anything. We just put it out there, and here you are. Yep. So thank you so much for that. Uh, We look forward to celebrating another 100 episodes with all of you. And please, again, uh, send us an email at info at servantleadershipinstitute.com if you want that PDF of the nine behaviors. And then make up your own story, if you will, of how you're going to remember these. Start with making coffee for Lori yeah, in the yeah, morning. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But no, make up your own story. Have a good time with us. You know we're here if you need us, so please feel free to reach out and Join that Facebook group too, right, Carol? We got that going and that's getting a lot of great questions and Art thought of that the other day and we just got it going and have a lot of people in there contributing and asking questions. So that's exciting. So thank you, everybody. And thank you, guys. I mean, this was so much fun to be together with you and just the knowledge that you have and sharing this with everybody just, it makes my day. I'm yeah, so happy. it's a lot of fun. So <laughs> thank you guys for allowing me to hang out with you today in the studio and and have some fun. Yeah. All right, Thanks go do lot, it. Everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone, real quick before we wrap up, like Robin said, we want to send you a free gift pertaining to this episode. Email us at servantleadershipinstitute.com with the title 100th episode, and we will send you a PDF of the nine behaviors of a servant leader. This will be essential to reference to while you're acting out these behaviors throughout your day. It has been a great experience for us watching this podcast develop and grow over a hundred episodes. We are so happy we can be serving all of you in this way and thank you once again for allowing us to add value to your day.